from Forth. This is So What Do You Do? podcast. When someone tells you what they do for work, do you ever secretly think, okay, but what do you actually do? I'm Ellie, and you, my friend, are in the right place. We interview everyday professionals from all positions in all industries. So sit back, relax, and learn where you too can thrive in a nine to five. Today, I have the honor and privilege of interviewing Michael with Chick-fil-A Corporate. And Michael works in field operations at Chick-fil-A based in Atlanta, Georgia, as a team director in the Northeast region. Michael is responsible for leading the team supporting Chick-fil-A operators across Maryland and Virginia. Prior to this, Michael worked as the director of customer digital experience in marketing. Even prior to that, Michael has experience interning with Google, working at Facebook, attending Harvard Business School, and attending the University of Georgia. He earned his degree at UGA in in marketing and in finance. Michael lives in Atlanta with his wife, Monica, and their three kids, Hannah, Ellie, and Walker. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Today, we have an extra special guest. We have Michael on the line. So, Michael, without any further ado, please introduce yourself and tell us what do you do? Well, Ellie, thanks for having me. Uh, My name is Michael Lage, and I work at Chick-fil-A, the restaurant company in Atlanta, Georgia, and I work in field operations uh, up in the Northeast region. Uh, helping support operators who are running restaurants and serving customers every day. Awesome. Okay, so Chick-fil-A, like you said, you're based in Atlanta, which many of you know that is where I am from. I had the privilege of interning with Chick-fil-A in college and was able to work for Michael and learn from Michael, so I'm so honored to have him on the podcast. Um, But your story is very unique, very exciting in, in some ways with a couple pivots in between. So, I want to just jump right in. If you could just explain to us your background, maybe how you got here, where you went to undergrad, and and those first couple jobs out of college. Sure, sure. So I graduated from the University of Georgia in 2005, where I studied marketing and finance in the business school. And I interned at Chick-fil-A, just like you did, Ellie, some years before in the marketing department, which was really my first professional career experience was interning at Chick-fil-A in marketing. And so upon graduation, I actually did get hired to join Chick-fil-A full-time in the marketing department. And I spent about three and a half years there um, working in marketing. And my job there was to spend actually a lot of time in restaurants, helping operators market their business. And so uh, one of the things I did was work in grand openings. And so Back then, whenever we opened a new Chick-fil-A, we did a number of promotional experiences to get the word out in the community about people um, coming to Chick-fil-A. So we did a camp out for the first 100 customers uh, that whoever was there uh, got free Chick-fil-A for a year. And we did a number of events to promote those openings. And so I did that for a few years. And then, Ellie, you mentioned a couple pivots. That's that's what uh, took place next. So I actually left Chick-fil-A to pursue my MBA and had the opportunity to go to Harvard Business School for that. So I spent two years up in Boston um, uh, pursuing my degree. 
And um, then I actually moved out west. I spent a summer working with Google as their intern, uh, their MBA intern for a summer. And then I went on full-time upon graduating to go work at Facebook. And so at Facebook, I worked in marketing as well, helping uh, top brands, um, primarily in the restaurant and beverage space. So everybody from Starbucks to Dr. Pepper Snapple Group and a lot in between, help them think about how to leverage Facebook to better connect with their customers. Mm. And then I actually boomeranged back to Chick-fil-A after a couple of years at Facebook and um, started it back in marketing, working in digital. So I worked at Chick-fil-A on the customer digital experience, what a lot of people know now as Chick-fil-A One and the Chick-fil-A app, which includes rewards and mobile ordering and a number of experiences. And I got to do that uh, for about five years. And then two years ago, I moved over to field operations. So my latest pivot um, was to learn the operation side of the business, which is the role I'm in now supporting operators primarily in Maryland and Virginia and Washington, D.C., helping them uh, create a great experience for customers. Wow. Okay. That is, first of all, I personally know your story, but that was such an amazing summary. So thank you for walking us through that. Um, and I won't hold it against you that you went to UGA. I um, now know and respect you, so we don't have to, uh, we don't have to hash that out. But what an amazing story. Um, one thing I want to follow up with and ask, um, you mentioned you went to Harvard Business School. You left what I know was an excellent experience working with Chick-fil-A to go pursue Harvard. Um, you then interned at Google. You then took time at Facebook, which I also know was kind of at the beginning. I, I believe you worked there when they went public. Is that correct? That's right. About half my time at Facebook was before they went public and about half was after they were listed on the NASDAQ. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So definitely kind of a whirlwind experience and then ultimately decided to come back to Atlanta to the East coast and reinvest your time at Chick-fil-A in the marketing department, specifically digital marketing. One question that I have, and, and I think a lot of my listeners probably wonder within themselves, but also maybe listening to you, how, how did you go about making some of these decisions. I mean, I know obviously leaving a great job, any of us can probably understand that that's hard, right? To go to business school. And then yes, to intern at Google is great, but then to move across the country for an opportunity at Facebook, which we all know to be awesome now, but at the time before it was public, you know, was it that same allure? How did you go about making kind of these massive life decisions? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's easy to look back on the experience and see how it threads together. But in the moment when you're making the decisions, it's really hard. And it's always challenging to figure out what your next step is going to be. Mm -hmm. uh, but to answer your question, you know, a few things come to mind. One of the things that I've always tried to do uh, throughout my career, both education and uh, professionally is uh, to find experiences where I'm going to be really challenged and I'm going to learn and grow a lot. Mm. And so that's been some, something that I've kept in the background as I've made career decisions. And so the decision to go to um, business school was I wanted an opportunity to continue to grow, to continue to learn and con to continue to get better at my knowledge and understanding of the business world. And so um, the opportunity to go to HBS absolutely fit that. 
Mm -hmm. And uh, to be honest, I never thought I would go work in the technology industry and go work with Google and Facebook. But what I did identify is I wanted to um, find a company with a great culture that was on the front edge or kind of the innovative edge of their industry um, where I could learn and grow a lot. Mm. And I had a number of organizations and companies on my list uh, that I was interested in. And Google uh, happened to be one of them because I knew somebody who had actually been connected with Chick-fil-A at one point who was working there. And so I reached out to her and her and I got coffee. And before you know it, it looked like Google really fit that criteria. And so I didn't really point at the technology industry as something I wanted to go after, but it fit that criteria of being a great company with an awesome culture on the front edge or innovative edge of what they were doing where I could learn and grow a lot. Mm. And I ended up loving it. And, um, you know, the decision to go to, to Facebook, you're right. It wasn't um, what it is now. It was still pretty early on. Uh, but I was really, um, I was very interested in what they were doing. I was seeing what their business was. I was seeing how fast it was growing. Uh, there were a lot of people who, uh, while I was working at Google, who had moved on to work at Facebook. And so I had friendships with people who were exposed and were now working at Facebook. And so it just seemed like that um, next step where I could continue to learn and continue to grow. Mm-hmm. One thing that, you know, Sheryl Sandberg, who's of course the chief operating officer at Facebook, one of the things that she said that really struck me is um, I had a chance to ask for career advice from her um, one day. And she told me that if you ever get an opportunity to get on a rocket ship, don't ask what seat. And so it was a cool reminder that if you can find a company or an organization or a group of people that are doing something really interesting where there's a lot of growth and a lot of opportunity to learn and a lot of opportunity to be challenged, don't ask what job you're going to have. Just jump in and say, you want to have all hands on, you want to be all hands on deck to learn and grow because that ends up turning out pretty well. And so that kind of gives you a sense of how I made some of those different um, uh, career moves. What a visual. That is fantastic. And and I would even um, maybe add to that or take that to the next level and say, when you think about that analogy of getting on a rocket ship, the excitement that is involved in that specific experience, it's like we almost want to emulate that similar excitement or enthusiasm for our work in, in that same regard. It's like, don't worry about the seat that you're in. Just be excited that you could be going to the moon. And I think that same sentiment is true when you're taking those opportunities and roles. Like it's one thing to say yes to the opportunity, but it's another thing to go in all, you know, all hands in and with excitement and, and expectation of the greatness to come. So the, wow, thank you for sharing that. I feel like um, we could end the podcast now and that would be the punchline. That's awesome. Well, I'd love to add too, Ellie. I think a lot of times I know throughout my career and come out of college, I was really tempted to think first about what is my job? What is my role? And how much am I going to get paid? Mm. That's the conventional wisdom is to focus on those things first. But I think one of the things that I've um, tried to learn and pick up on throughout the course of my career is actually you want to think about those almost last. What you want to think of first is, hey, who are people that I want to work with 
And what is a company that's doing something that's really interesting that I think I could be passionate about? And I think if you focus first on the people that you want to work with or work for, as well as the kind of company and what they're doing, I think the role and what you get paid, that a lot of times will take care of itself. But Mm -hmm. I think um, because we're tempted to want to do the right thing or because of what we're told early on when we're in college or pursuing career, a lot of times we have those things slipped upside down. And I think if if that's the case, we often miss opportunities to be involved in some really, really interesting work. Perfect. So now we're going to take your final pivot that you mentioned and dive in super deep. So for my listeners, can you repeat one more time the official role of, of what you're in right now after pivoting out of your digital marketing role? Sure. So, um, my role is a team director in the Northeast region for in field operations for Chick-fil-A. And so if you think about Chick-fil-A, we've got restaurants all over the country. In fact, we're almost in every 50 state states and we've, we've divided up the country into six different regions. Mm-hmm. And, um, the region that I work in is in the Northeast and within the Northeast, we have two teams and I help lead the team that is responsible for all the restaurants and supporting all the restaurants and all the operators in Maryland, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. So then taking that um, job description and that context, which is extremely helpful, what do you actually do? So every day, what does your job mean? Walk us through an average day in your role as it stands today. Sure. So there's really three components uh, of my job today. So the first is I support uh, and lead a team of consultants, uh, three consultants who are responsible for all the operators in Maryland and Virginia. And so we have around, um, around 100 restaurants in Maryland and Virginia and each of those consultants support between 30 and 35 restaurants. And support means they're traveling to go visit with the operators, they're helping operators with operational challenges that could come up, anything um, that could come up around helping customers get a hot uh, Chick-fil-A sandwich in a timely fashion with genuine hospitality in a clean environment, that's what the consultants are helping operators with. And so I work with that team. The second thing I do is in operator selection. And so every Chick-fil-A that we have has an owner operator that's leading that restaurant and they're hiring employees, they're putting people in roles, they're uh, responsible for serving customers day in and day out. And whenever there's a restaurant that opens up, a new Chick-fil-A that opens up, I'm responsible for interviewing and selecting the operator who's gonna be the leader of that restaurant, again, across Maryland and Virginia. Mm-hmm. And, and then the last thing I really do is it's kind of a jack of all trades. Anything that could come up around what's going on with Chick-fil-A across the Northeast region, I'm uh, helping give input to. And that could be where we're going to build a new restaurant. It could be where we're going to um, actually redesign a restaurant if we're going to go in there and add another drive through lane or we're going to take out a playground and put in something in its place. Um, it could be advising operators if we're rolling out a new menu item or a new um, app update. So it's really kind of it could be any number of things, but that gives you at least a high level look at, at some of the things that I'm I'm doing. 
Yeah. And that's really helpful actually for a number of reasons. And the, the biggest thing that stands out to me, and I would love your, um, I guess, feedback on this is you really are doing a variety of tasks for lack of a better phrase. You are managing a team, like you mentioned at the beginning, then you're actually selecting operators, which um, for those that aren't super familiar with Chick-fil-A at a corporate level, it's extremely competitive to become an operator, owner operator of a Chick-fil-A franchise. It, it, they, or Chick-fil-A store, they run it completely different than what you would think of, of a quick service restaurant. And it's extremely competitive. So selecting those operators, which is a whole nother skill set in and of itself. Um, and I'm sure you have people alongside you that help you do that. And then the third piece really feels like a mixed bag of different skill sets, some of which you probably um, can do better than others based on your experience or based on what you've done in the past. Is that an accurate read where you kind of have your hand in all these different bags working toward the same goal in this area of the country? That's right. You nailed it. And you, you, you asked about the goal in the area of the country. I would say at the end of the day, what I'm responsible for is helping to ensure that every restaurant across Maryland and Virginia, every Chick-fil-A across Maryland and Virginia, um, I'm helping operators make sure they're giving customers great tasting food, fast and accurate service, and genuine hospitality in a clean environment. And so that could look like a lot of different things, but that's the ultimate goal. And so you asked about my day-to-day -day and what my typical schedule looks like. I'm in, um, in restaurants a lot. Well, in the, in the pre-COVID-19 world anyway, I was on the road a lot, traveling a lot, and in restaurants because a lot of times I'm interviewing um, operators who have a current restaurant that, um, and they want to they wanna move to a new one, for instance. And so I'm in there interviewing operators and trying to evaluate their level of performance and how good that Chick-fil-A is. And so if any of you have been to a Chick-fil-A or another restaurant and you find yourself going, well, I wish the sandwich was a little bit better or the service could have been a little bit faster. Imagine a full-time job where all of your, all you're doing is, uh, is evaluating the quality and service level of Chick-fil-A's in a particular area. And a lot of, uh, in a lot of instances, that's what I'm, uh, what I'm hoping to do. That's a great description. And I remember when I was interning with you and, and with a group of fantastic individuals at Chick-fil-A, I remember thinking, you know, you really are drinking the Kool-Aid and Chick-fil-A is such an easy company to cheer for and get excited about, especially when you're an intern there. And I just remember thinking, you know, they can do no wrong. They, everything they touch turns to gold. They can do no wrong. And I had another mentor at the time who really oversaw the intern program. And he really opened up our eyes to, you know, the work that we're doing or we were doing is to ensure that that reputation continues. And he was making a point to say, you know, he goes to Chick-fil-A all the time for dinner and um, we'll go through the drive through And once he asks for a salad, but he wants the nuggets instead of the typical chicken that they put or whatever. And, and, a lot of times they may get it wrong because that's not their process, right? Well, he was explaining, we're doing everything that we can to make sure that the process is as easy and as seamless for these restaurants, for these operators and team members that 
they can continue to, to deliver that fantastic service. So I think it's easy to go through a Chick-fil-A and think, wow, they've got it all together, but there's so many things behind the scenes. And it sounds like your team plays a big role in making sure that that is the perception from the customer. That's exactly right. You can imagine at Chick-fil-A, we have thousands and thousands of customers that go to each restaurant every single day. And every one of those thousand customers, thousands of customers have a different order and they want it customized exactly the way they want it. And they want to move really, really fast and be on their day. And so you can imagine how uh, complicated the kitchen will be or how fast paced it is to work at Chick-fil-A as a, uh, as a team member. And so everything we do at the Chick-fil-A Support Center, which is what we call our headquarters, is ultimately to just help operators and team members do that because mm -hmm. their job is really, really hard. And so we're constantly trying to find ways to help them do what they're doing and, um, and be more effective at it. That's, that's perfect. Well, diving in another layer deep and getting a little bit into your opinions and um, preferences, talk a little bit about what your favorite thing in your job is today and in contrast, how that relates to maybe the most challenging part of your day or of your role. Yeah. So the, my, no doubt the, my favorite part of my role is being in restaurants, spending time with operators and team members. I love showing up at a restaurant in somewhere in Maryland and Virginia, and it's a different community. It's a different group of customers. It's a different group of team members who are working at that Chick-fil-A. And ultimately, it's a different leader who's responsible for the customer experience for the operate for the operations of the business and I love learning from them and so I'll walk into a Chick-fil-A I'll get a chance to spend time and visit with the operator and understand what's going on in their life uh, what they're focused on where they want to take their business and you'd be surprised Ellie even though the brand feels very consistent and we've got the same menu items and the same Chick-fil-A logo every single restaurant is really, really different because every operator and every group of team members has a different system for how they deliver a great customer experience. And so I love spending time with them to hear and learn what their system is. So do they have a set of core values that they're following? Um, do they have different tips and techniques in their kitchen, whether they're putting up whiteboard, um, uh, uh, you know, whiteboards with um, goals on, on what they're trying to do, or do they set up their office in a certain way, or do they put team members in different roles in, in the kitchen in order to help speed up the operation? Every restaurant is so different. And so I love getting into restaurants, spending time with the operator and their team, and understanding how do they do what they do, um, which is serves so many customers in such a fast uh, an efficient way. And so I'd say that's, that's my favorite part uh, of the job. The hardest part of, um, of my job is when a new Chick-fil-A opens, like I mentioned before, I'm responsible for selecting the operator who's going to go in that location. Well, as you can imagine, if we open uh, a, a a drive-through location in a great community that we think is going to do a lot of sales because of customers love Chick-fil-A in that neighborhood. There's a lot of existing operators in different locations who may want to move to that location. And so we could have, as you, as you mentioned, it's very competitive. We could have three to five uh, existing operators or candidates external to Chick-fil-A that raise their hand and say, Hey, I want that opportunity. 
So the hardest part of my job is trying to make that decision. And ultimately, it means I'm going to have to call a number of really, really qualified men and women who are great leaders and tell them that they um, didn't get selected for that restaurant, which, as you can imagine, is a really gut-wrenching conversation. And so that's probably the part of my job that's the hardest. Gosh, that does sound horrible. <laughs> I'm thinking about the people that I know that are either operators or their spouses operators or just my own local operator that, you know, I love and respect. Thinking about these kind of top tier echelon entrepreneurial leaders uh, having to, you know, disappoint them after the work that they've put in and the, you know, the excitement and all of that, that's got to be super challenging. I, I can only imagine. But on the flip side of that, the fact that you get to work with them, and like you said, that being your favorite part, getting in the restaurant, um, man, those restaurants are absolute machines. Like I, I just respect so much of what they do. And, and um, I wish everyone could kind of get a glimpse into it. I feel really lucky that I was able to, but um, I think we can all take your word for it. And I'm, and I can only imagine how that's your favorite part and how your life looks so different right now during COVID-19 um, and having to do all of that remotely so, and virtually. So um, hopefully it all gets back to normal and you can get back to your travel, even though I know your family probably appreciates having you home. Yeah, it's certainly a different world now. We're already talking about how we're going to have to do this job um, and we're already doing it um, virtually and mm -hmm. via via video conference calls and um, FaceTimes and uh, just spending a lot of time on our devices. So it's been a different world, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's, um, it's a total delight because the secret sauce of Chick-fil-A is what uh, local operators and their teams are doing every day. And so a chance to learn from them is, is really the best. Mm, I, I can only imagine, especially going from mostly being in the corporate office um, to then getting to go in the field. I'm sure you're learning a ton, which is again, so, so beneficial. Um, so moving into our final segment here, which is how do I get there? So I'm certain there are, there are one, if not many people sitting on the um, edge of their seat thinking, I want to do this work. I either want to be in the quick service industry. I want to work for Chick-fil-A or, or um, I want to be in this space of operations um, and help with strategy and manage a team. And so what I would ask is if there was a young person knowing that they wanted your job in five, 10, 15, 20 years from now, what would be your advice for them in terms of the best next step today or upon graduation? Yeah, it's a great question, Ellie. So the three things I'd say, so first I'd say start small. Uh, what is the smallest thing that you can go do. Um, I think where I got really caught up is I would fast forward way into the future and I'd get overwhelmed at all the steps in between. And so a thought of smart starting small is if there's a business, maybe it's in the retail or restaurant industry that you're interested in, go apply even part-time to get a job at one of the local locations. We've got so many people who work at the Chick-fil-A support center who are Chick-fil-A operators who just started as team members. And I got to tell you, there is nothing more valuable to a corporate office than someone who has actually worked 
in the restaurant or retail location. And so I know that doesn't seem really, really cool or, um, you know, like something that's really awesome to put on your resume, but I got to tell you, when you show an organization that you're well willing to start at the ground level and learn in that regard, it means a great deal. And mm -hmm. so I'd say first is just start small. Uh, the second thing I'd say is just go buy someone coffee. I mean, focus on relationships. Inevitably, you have so many friends who have parents or who have aunts or uncles or you have neighbors or you've got um, all kinds of relationships and friendships out there. Just ask around at what different people are doing. And if someone's doing something that you think is interesting, email them, text them, call them and just say, hey, can I buy you coffee and spend 30 minutes with you and mm -hmm. just learn about what you do? And oh my gosh, what you will end up learning and what you'll end up figuring out um, ends up kind of pointing you in a cool direction. And I would tell you that's what I ended up doing, um, which gave me the opportunity to do things like business school and, and be at Facebook, Google, and ultimately Chick-fil-A. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing I'd say and um, is, is this kind of goes in line to what we were sharing before or what I was sharing before, but try and find people you admire and try and find people that who have already shown they want to invest in you. That's even a bonus. And then maybe worry less about the job or what the job might pay and just go, Hey, how can I go work with that person? Hmm. Because ultimately we become like the people we surround ourselves with. And, um, I think some of the best things you can do is just find people you admire, find people you want to be more like, and just go, Hey, well, maybe I can go work with them. Even mm -hmm. if I don't know a lot about the company or industry, if I go work with them, I think I'll end up, um, becoming the kind of leader in person that I want to be. And so that may be just a different filter of, of looking at the career search. Yeah, that's brilliant advice and the other thing i want to mention is when it comes to the way that i believe the job search is most effective is really starting with the oh i wish that they could just meet me right a lot of people say i need to drop my resume um, and then i'm praying that they will give me an interview and then hopefully when they interview me they'll see they'll meet me and they'll love me and they'll want to hire me and my argument is well then meet them talk to them. Don't wait for them to give you the call for the interview. Right. And so in the same regard to what you're saying, if you do approach the job search that way, or you, um, start your career that way, it's twofold. They're getting to meet you, which is great. And, um, they're getting to love you, but also you're getting to meet them and you're getting to kind of check the box to see, is this someone that I, um, admire? Is this someone that I want to be around and work with on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, that's something that's invaluable to your career, like you mentioned, and you're leading with that when you start your job search process that way. So I just want to reiterate, um, not only is that incredible invite advice as you're navigating your career, but it also will play into your job search and how you make the best decisions um, when you start with the conversation and you start with the connection. That's right. And I remember being in college, Ellie, and when I was a junior and senior in college, I felt like I had to hit a grand slam my first swing. My right. first job out of college had to be like a total grand slam. And um, I think what's helpful is just to remember, hey, just get on base. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
just get with a company or an organization or a startup or an agency that you go, hey, I think I'm going to learn in this role. And I don't know that it's perfect. I don't know that it's a grand slam, but it's somewhere. It's a start. And I think if you continue to have that mentality, it ends up playing well over time versus you can put too much pressure on yourself trying to hit a grand slam on your first swing Mm -hmm. um, when that may not be realistic. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Well, Michael, this was like, this episode is overflowing with knowledge and wisdom and your story. And I'm so grateful to have you. I will be linking your LinkedIn. So if anyone was incredibly inspired and excited about this episode and wants to just thank Michael for his time, I would love for you to hop on over that way and shoot him a note. But again, thank you, Michael, for being here. And thanks everyone for listening to So What Do You Do? Thanks for listening. If you loved this episode and are inspired by this 9to5er, let us know. Subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Screenshot this episode and tag us on social at fourth underscore LLC. We would love to hear what professionals and industries you want to hear from next. Want more career guidance, discovery, and inspiration? Be sure to visit our website, GoForthLLC.com and browse our career downloads, read our blogs, and get inspired to go forth.